Man, I wonder what it's like to run good and get overtime. Could never, ever, ever be me. Oh, wait. I have Thomas Bryant. He's in the game that won overtime. You better believe he got benched for Wenyan Gabriel. And Giga Chalk Luca, five more minutes to push me out of the cash in tournaments. Like I said, no one runs worse. No one. Thomas Bryant overtime? No way. He's benched. He played a season low minutes. I originally had Anthony Simons here, played the, the sharp play, hoping that Damian Lillard would get out. Lillard would get ruled out. We would get Simons at lower ownership than he should have been. Nope. Of course, Damian Lillard gets ruled in. The Sharks, like me, get punished. I have to pivot to Thomas Bryant. Bryant gets benched. Nurkic, massive foul, trouble. Was shocked about Gabe Vincent ownership, how low owned he was. I thought that he was the freest of squares. He smashed. Drew Holiday smashed. I went to TJ Warren as a contrarian play over Giga Chalk Connaughton and Giga Chalk uh, Grant Williams. That worked out. Ben Simmons got massive foul trouble. Still had a good game. Um, Kyrie was fine. Bobby Portis was a little bit disappointing. And I talked about it on Twitter. I could not believe the ownership of Marshawn Beauchamp. Of course, it was the Luka people. Uh, that's, that's, that's why he got some ownership. But I was like, no way am I playing 40% Marshawn Beauchamp. He went for three fancy points. But of course, the Luka people luck into overtime to bail him out. I just... So mad. So mad because I was in the cash there before overtime. And now I am out. And there's no chance that I'm cashing because Bryant's benched. And Luka has five more minutes. So, again, I wonder what it's like to just run to run good. I would like to run good once, you know. I would like to get overtime when I have, uh, you know, guys that actually play in the overtime. Uh, recapping everything else, what four for three on price pick? So decent day over there, just kind of average. Um, I've been I've talked about this in Discord. I have been running super hot in BetMGM. Made an account a couple weeks ago. And I've won every single bet. Um, so I've been I, I, I quote unquote nuked Gabe Vincent Pierre seventeen and a half there. Um, I also bet. Bam, and a buy over rebounds. Um, so, yeah, it's been really, really good over there. And, yeah, so overall, it's still a profitable day for me, even though I lost money at DFS. But, um, yeah, so let's talk about this nine-game slate really quick, though. Uh, if this is your first time watching, guys, my name is DK. Cover content, DraftKings, uh, prize picks as well. Prize picks, they're the sponsor of the video. If you guys are not familiar, it is a player prop site. You build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and can win up to 25 extra money. A lot of different sports as well. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can use the code DKDFS. That'll give you 100% match up to $100, and you can also find that in the description below. Also, if you guys are looking for more in-depth content, Patreon is linked there as well. All right, so Knicks and Wizards is the first game here. For the Knicks side, I mean, they're just running their main three guys into the ground. RJ Barrow's out for like a week or two, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, he might be on some sort of a limit. 41 minutes in his first game back, so we're right back to the tibs of old. And Randall, Brunson, Barrett are all playing like 40 minutes a game. I'm totally fine with these guys. Um, I like the matchup for them against the Wizards, so... All three of the main Knicks, I think, are pretty good plays. I wouldn't call any of them priorities, but I do like all three. Randall, 10-3, Brunson at 8-4, and Barrett at 7-3. Manuel quickly, 6.1. No, shifting back to that bench roll, I think he is a bit overpriced. Mitchell Robinson, I like his ceiling. He can stay out of foul trouble. Last couple games, he has stayed out of foul trouble, 37 and 38 minutes. So he's going to play all the minutes he can handle if he can stay out of foul trouble. That's a big if, though. Quentin Grimes was still going to see a ton of minutes, but... At 5-4, it's kind of just like a secondary play. And I'm not really looking at anyone else. I mean, Hardenstein will get some backup five run, but his minutes have ticked down of late. All right, moving on to Washington. So Washington depends on news, right? Porzingis, Gafford, Moore, status all up in there. 
If they're all out, then, you know, we're going to have a lot of value here for Wizards, for the Wizards. Kuzma would run the show. He was really disappointing last game in a good matchup. Danny Advia, I was all over him last night. He smashed. Um, he would look pretty good. Rihashimura would be more in play. And then, you know, point guard, if Morris is out, then you'd get it split most likely between DeLon Wright and Jordan Goodwin. You'd most likely it will uh, rotation bits for Will Barton as well. So, um, hard to say right now for the Wizards. If everyone's in, then eh, I don't know if there's anything that stands out to me. Maybe Gafford at 5-2 looks, looks okay, assuming he continues to play those mid-20s minutes. We got to Atlanta and the Pacers. So you already know DeJounte Murray's going to troll like with Trey Young back. He's going to like smash after just letting everyone down last night. But there's not a ton that stands out for me on the Atlanta side, even though I like the matchup. I mean, Young and Murray are playable in tournaments, as is John Collins at 6-8. But eh, I see it feels priced about right. Bogdanovich off the bench. Eh, it feels a little pricey. Okongwu at 5-6 probably would be my favorite play. Should see over 30 minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. I guess DeAndre Hunter is fine, but like, there's just nothing that like, I love looking at Atlanta. Now, on the Pacers side, a little bit different. This team looks good, especially if Miles Turner's out. They are shorthanded. So, with Tyrese Halliburton out, I think Andrew Nembhard, TJ McConnell become two of the better values in the board. You should get 30-plus minutes from Andrew Nembhard. We've seen some really big games from him when Halliburton is missed. Uh, so, I like Nembhard a lot, and then I really like TJ McConnell as well. Good point per minute guy. Should see a minutes increase. So, those two really stand out to me. And then Buddy Heald, Benedict Matherin, they get more usage. They look better in the mid-range. Matherin is only 4'8". He's been a bit quiet of late, but expect uh, more minutes, more usage for him. And then the front court depends on Miles Turner. If Miles Turner plays, um, I like Miles Turner. If Miles Turner misses, then you most likely get Jalen Smith starting at the 5. If that's the case, I like Smith quite a bit. Isaiah Jackson would get more run. He would be playable. So this Pacers team could be pretty appealing. Also, Naismith uh, status up in the air. If he plays, I think he's another good value play, too. So uh, let's move on to the Pelicans and the Pistons. Hmm. Played him here. Played him here. Played him here at no ownership. Played him here at no ownership. Finally, I just couldn't think. Getting burned. Trey Murphy. Every time I play him at low ownership, and every time he just continues to bust, I'm like, yeah, can't do it. Can't keep getting burned by Trey Murphy. Finally faded him last game. Absolutely smashes. 30 bomb for Trey Murphy. When I finally fade after I've lost infinite money on this guy over the last couple of weeks, playing him over and over at negative ownership every time. There's no one that runs worse. There's no one that runs worse. All right, uh, but back to uh, back to the Pelicans. McCollum's a 9-4. Like his upside here, price point eh, feels about right, but still has a ceiling. Um, JB, you know, with Nance back, his minutes are a little bit more in question. He only played 23 minutes last game, but still a guy that has an upside. Um, Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy, fine options at the mid-range. Herbert Jones is questionable if he misses, should uh, solidify the, the minutes on those guys. 
As you know, though, of Trey Murphy, if I fade him, he'll smash uh, like last night or last game. If I play him, he'll go back to going for 15 fancy points. Uh, Alvarado's 4-2. Most likely he's low 20s minutes on the bench. I think he's a fine value play. Larry Nance is only 4K. Um, that does feel a little bit underpriced. I know he had a bad game last game, but 4K Larry Nance, like, yeah, that's a little bit intriguing to me. And then if Herbert Jones misses, you'll most likely get Dyson Daniels in the starting lineup. Uh, play 25 minutes last game. He could be a playable value there. On the Pistons side, so... Depends on Isaiah Stewart right now. He is questionable. If he misses, uh, Nerlens Noel is going to be a fair value play. Started, did only play 21 minutes uh, last game, though. Uh, but the rest of the Pistons, I feel like, are a bit too cheap if the game says competitive. Um, you did get a pretty tight rotation last game. 32 minutes for Bojan. We know the ceiling's there for him. Killing Hayes, Jaden Ivey also played a ton. 34 minutes for Hayes. You saw 40 minutes for Ivey last game after he was like, playing. Like You just get this every once in a while where Dwayne Casey just plays like a super tight rotation. Then he goes back to like that 10-man rotation, but... If we get a similar rotation to last game for the Pistons, I like a lot of the price points on these guys, which is really, really scary. Burks, you know, kind of no matter what, he's going to play low 20s minutes, but he'll be productive when he's on the court. Sadiq Bey, can we just talk about this guy too? This guy really pisses me off. Really pisses me off. I played him here, eight fantasy points in 29 minutes. Oh, but let's go for 42 when I don't. Okay. All right. Hmm. Let's see how it is. Amadou Diallo, see rotation minutes off the bench, probably will be a bit over-owned, but um, he's been shooting uh, really, really well off the bench. And then, yeah, that's it. If Isaiah Stewart plays, I would assume he starts. And if he does, I like him quite a bit because I think he would start at the five. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get that clarity before lock. Golden State, and we will actually have to discuss clock game. Golden State, San Antonio, this one will be pretty quick. Not a ton of stands out for Golden State. A lot of guys priced up from when Steph Curry's out. Steph Curry's back. Now, Steph Curry himself, if there's no limitations, I like his ceiling in GPP. So we'll keep an eye on news. Did only play 31 minutes in his first game back. Poole, Clay Thompson, bit overpriced. Wiggins at 6'6". Still been taking easy on his minutes. Probably can't go there. I guess Draymond would be the next guy I would get to at 6'3". But like, eh, it just feels about right. I think Looney's a bit overpriced. There's really not a ton that I like in Golden State. On the Spurs side, can we also talk... How do they stay competitive on the road against the Grizzlies? But every other game, they get blown out. Like, when I actually took unders, uh, you had a career game for Trey Jones, almost 50. Like, ooh. again, there's, there's no one that runs worse. No one. But yeah, uh, Calvin Johnson, they're just, if I play this guy, gets injured or shoots 5%. Like, I'm just, I'm tired of the Spurs, man. Shoot them to the moon. I just, oh, I hate the Spurs so much. Keldon has a ceiling as his portal. We, we finally saw a ceiling game from Trey Jones. Like he had cons- just been giving you like 30 fans points every game, but he finally had an upside game. I don't really think there's anything else here. I mean, maybe a little bit of interest in Richardson or Sohan for value, but yeah. OKC in Chicago. Um, Shea Goldis Alexander's 10 2. Yeah, I'm like okay with that. I don't love it, don't hate it, but he has a ceiling. One for 60 tonight. Josh Giddy in the mid range at 7K. I'm just indifferent on him. The wing Jalen Williams should see around 30 minutes, but that's feels priced about right. Lou Dort at 4-9. Did play 38 minutes last game. Um, if he gets 38 minutes again, that's probably a little bit too cheap of a price point. The front court, I mean, be my guest. Uh, we saw Jalen Williams, the big start. We got Kendrick Williams. That will probably see minutes. Darius Baisley saw rotation minutes tonight, kind of out of nowhere. I don't know. I just... I don't feel comfortable targeting the, the Oklahoma City bigs. Moving on to Chicago. To Rosen, doubtful. Levine, probable. Um, Levine and Vooch, I think, still are viable options at their price points. Um, Levine should play about 40 minutes. He's been on fire of late, and Vucevic should see 35-plus. So, like both the main Chicago guys. Value-wise, uh, there's guys that are playable. Pat Williams should see over 30 minutes. 
Uh, Kobe White off the bench most likely sees, you know, 25-ish. I think he looks like a decent value play. I would assume who started, like 29 minutes. It's fine. Alex Russo also started. Had a really bad shooting game, 3 of 11. Um, but I think he looks like a decent value. Rogic also obviously is an extra minute or two. But I think, you know, this grouping like Pat Williams, Io, Kobe White, and Caruso are all fair value plays. Derek Jones Jr. is the flatman price. I guess in a large field tournament, you can go to him. Drummond, I mean, he dealt with foul trouble, played eight minutes. I mean, maybe we saw earlier in the season, Drummond played a bit alongside Vooch. So I guess without DeRozan, they could possibly do that. But um, yeah, let's move out of Phoenix and Minnesota. Phoenix is hard to say right now. Um, DeAndre Ayton is questionable. If DeAndre Ayton misses, there's a couple different ways you can go about this. Like if you're playing for a competitive game, then like looking like Mikel Bridges, Torrey Craig, Dario Saric is probably where you want to be. Wayne Washington was not good last game, so we'll see if he starts again at the point guard position. Um, and then uh, Aiton, if he plays, would be a viable option as well. If Aiton misses, you'd most likely get Biembo and Landel splitting the center minutes. There would both be viable values. And then, you know, guys like a Koji, Damian Lee are playable. Koji would be a guy that you'd probably want to look to if you think the game blows out. Also, you got Saban Lee, um, who would probably play in a blowout as well. They added him to the uh, to the player pool. On the Minnesota side, Anthony Edwards, questionable. He, like, left last game but ended up returning. Slow-mo, also questionable. Torian Prince, questionable too. So we'll see. If they all play, I think Anthony Edwards and D'Lo are fine. Uh, GBP spend-ups. I think Gobert would probably be the best option on this team. Uh, has seen 30-plus minutes over the last four games. So been playing better of late. Um, I mean, Nas Reed, we know, is a good point-per-minute guy, but his minutes not have been ticking down. If if all these guys are out, then like I think DeAndre Russell really stands out. I think Noel would be a viable value. McDaniels look good in the wing. Um, Austin Rivers would probably play a ton. So another team where uh, a little bit tough to talk about right now. Orlando and Utah. Orlando, I feel like she's a team that like these guys are basically all tournament plays for me. Paolo Bancaro, um, probably sees mid-30s minutes in a good matchup. Do like his upside. Franz Wagner at 6'7". Again, fine. On a car junior minutes, kind of capped at around 30, but he'll be productive. I like the spot for him. Marco Fultz did see a minutes bump last game. He played 37 minutes. Um, you know, he still has shown a floor, but he'd probably be my favorite play if we get you know mid-30s minutes again from Markel Fultz. Wagner's too pricey playing the backup five. Cole Anthony's playing the backup point guard role. Again, does have a ceiling, but I probably feel a little bit better about Fultz for a little bit more. Dylan Suggs is questionable. Even if he plays, I probably can't go there. I mean, Gary Harris most likely starts. He played 30 minutes last game. He went for six fancy points. I mean, you can play him, I guess. He's got shooting guard eligibility and is really, really cheap. Terrence Ross also probably sees rotation minutes, but eh. All right, Utah. So, we have Colin Sexton back. Kelly Linux still out. So, start off with Walker Kessler. If he continues to start, I think he's a good value play. Played 30 minutes last game. So, um, I do like Walker Kessler. The issue is he is very prone to foul trouble, but um, 5K, I think, is a pretty good price point for him. Markinen at 9.8 does feel a little bit too pricey for me. Jordan Clarkson is priced right. Mike Conley at 5.7 should see low 30s minutes. Indifferent on him. Vanderbilt will play some backup five run. His minutes went down last game, moved to the bench. They started Malik Beasley. Um, who, if he starts again, I think Malik Beasley at 4.8K would be a decent value play. Sexton will be back in the rotation, but probably won't play enough for me to get to him. Denver and the Clippers. So this one just depends on Jokic, right? You got Jokic questionable and Jamal Murray and um, Bruce Brown are probable. So if Jokic plays, 
I like Jokic a lot at the top. This guy's got a super high floor, high ceiling. Um, and then, you know, the secondary options like Murray, Gordon, MPJ, Bones would all be playable in tournaments. Um, but if Jokic misses, that completely changes things. Then I really like Murray. I really like Gordon. MPJ would look good. Bones Howell would look a little bit better off the bench. Um, and then you'd most likely have Zeke Najee, DeAndre Jordan splitting the set of minutes. Um, both those guys would be good value plays. Um, so there'd be a lot to like here for Denver if Jokic misses. On the Clipper side, Paul George still out. No surprise. I'm my best ball team. Just everyone out for me. Um, but Kawhi Leonard, 9.9. Um, I mean, yeah, that feels priced about right for Kawhi. He's should play mid-30s minutes. Um, almost 10K for him without Paul George. Yeah, I mean, I still think he's playable, but I don't think he's like a smash play. Vichy Zubac, you know what I'm going to say. He's up and down, minutes up and down. If he can stay out of foul trouble, does have a ceiling. Norman Powell, minutes have ticked up of late, 30-plus minutes back-to-back games. If he continues to play over 30 minutes, I think he's for sure viable at the price point. Marcus Morris is someone I'm always just like, yeah, last piece in, should see low 30s minutes. He's fine. Um, John Wall will come off the bench. His minutes not as secure, but he'll most likely be productive in those minutes. I really like Terrence Mann at 4-3. Played 41 minutes last game. Only went for 22 fancy points. But if you continue to give him you know, 40 minutes a game, I, I think he's way too cheap. Nick Batum's at 4-2. Um, you know, 29 and 32 minutes over the last couple games. He's not going to be a super productive player, but he, his minutes have ticked up. So I think Batum's a fair value play. Reggie Jackson was a DNP last game. And you probably get Covington playing some backup five run. Played 31 minutes last game. If you think Zubac gets in some foul trouble, you can definitely take a shot on him. And finally, Houston and Sacramento, and we saved the best for last, in my opinion, especially on the Houston side. This is probably my favorite team to target. I really, really like the Rockets. No Kevin Porter Jr. You're going to get Jalen Green shifting to the point guard position and uh, Cajun Martin moving into the starting lineup. Jalen Green's floor plus ceiling does go up. I don't love the price, but I still think he does have a ceiling. Alfred Goon, if he can stay out of foul trouble, and oh yeah, they can actually play him a bit more. They ran the offense uh, you know, through him a bit last game. He went for triple-double. Like, I've been saying this all year long. Why is he not playing more games? It's not like the Rockets have anything to play for. It's not like they're playing to try to get in the playoffs. Like, develop your young talent. Why do we need to play Bruno Fernando minutes? Like, what are we doing I know I see this every video with the Rockets, but like, what is Steven Silas doing? What is he doing? And the Rockets fans are the same. The Rockets fans think the same thing as me. Like, why are we not, number one, running more offense through Singoon Goat, and number two, playing him more? It's just your daily Singoon rant. But um, yeah, if no Kevin Porter Jr., I do think more offense will run through him. So I like Singoon. I think Jabari Smith at 5K is a fair play in the mid range. You know, he's going to see around 30 minutes. I like Eric Gordon for value. Um, he'll be, you know, he gets a little bit of a bump without Kevin Porter Jr. Should play around 30 minutes. I like him. I think Cajun Martin's one of the better values in the board. He should start. He should play around 30 minutes. He looks great. Nothing really else stands out. I mean, you'll see rotation minutes for Tari Eason, rotation minutes for Jay Sean Tate, probably some rotation minutes for Garrison Matthews. Again, like Garuba or Fernando, we'll see like some rotation minutes, but I'm not going to, to any of those guys. And finishing up with the Kings, so I always like Sabonis, and it's basically the same thing. Sabonis has like 50 fans points through three quarters, and De'Aaron Fox is like really busting through three quarters, and then De'Aaron Fox takes over, and Sabonis does like nothing in the fourth. It's just like, like it's every single time this happens. But um, yeah, Sabonis, I still think is a solid spend up at the top. De'Aaron Fox isn't playing for tournaments. He most likely will have like 15 fancy points through three quarters, and then finish with like 40 fancy points. Um, Herder's question, well, that's actually somewhat significant. If he misses... 
would solidify the minutes more for guys like Barnes and Keegan Murray. And then Terrence Davis will start and probably play somewhere in the neighborhood of like 15 to 25 minutes. He played 23 minutes last game. He would be a viable salary relief play for sure. And Malik Monk did not see a minutes bump last game, even with Herter out. But he's just one of those guys where like, if he's playing well, they're going to play him more. If he's struggling with a shot like last game, they will play him less. So always someone to like for tournaments. He has a low floor, but a high ceiling. So yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up the video. Um, really do appreciate you guys watching as always. Also, I want to say uh, really quick before you out of here, everyone that like tags me and like and tilts themselves on Twitter, like thank you. Like I know like I don't want you guys to lose, but it it is funny to see that. So like it, it does make me laugh. So if you guys like tag me and stuff on Twitter, uh, appreciate that. It, it does uh, it does put a smile on my face. But um, yeah, I'll see you guys all in the next video and uh, good luck.